Oh, to regress, I want to be baby. <laughs> you want to be a baby in France? I want to be a ba- I want to be a baby anywhere. <laughs> Blissfully unaware, ignorant of the world. <laughs> Just enjoying your best life. Just enjoying my best life. I really was living my best life. I know. Before I became, you know, cognizant. Oh man. <laughs> my god. Why can't someone just baby me and take care of me for the rest of my life? <laughs> I think I deserve that. I know. Yeah. I know, sweetheart. It's the odd it's the caucasity of it, really. <laughs> Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where we only saw a scene or two. It couldn't have made an impression. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week we are talking about the 2000 animated feature film, Rugrats in Paris. It's the sequel, but we don't care. (laughs) It's actually the second of a trilogy. It is. Yeah, yeah, Rugrats movie, uh, Rugrats in Paris, and Rugrats Go Wild. I know. Which is a crossover. I love the crossover Uh, project. uh, Oh my god, it would be... uh... We're going to have to talk about it outside of this month. Eventually, Maybe yes. Rugrats Go Wild next year? Maybe. If, if we find time. <laughs> oh, but guys. Before we get started, don't forget, go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. Don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet, folks. We want everyone to come and join our Nick November watch party. Yes, you guys are traveling to your family's houses for the holidays and all that stuff be listening to us and if you run out on the main feed you can always go over to the patreon guys for just five dollars a month you get access to all of our bonus content all of our long-form content you get access to all eight bajillion episodes of john adams and the haunting of hill house right now you're guaranteed (laughs) two posts a month sometimes we're doing shoot the shit with carrie and ross sometimes we're doing critiques sometimes we're doing you know tv stuff it's all over there for you guys bonus content (laughs) and guys if you want the access to our full catalog of main feed goodness. You go on over to our Podbean page. You can even get our custom RSS link and listen in any player of your choosing. This Thanksgiving, say The Rugrats are going to Paris. For a family vacation in a strange and exotic land. Bonjour. Welcome to your reptile. <laughs> They're seeing new faces. Do you live in reptile land? Sure. Visiting new places. <gasps> and they're going to get the biggest surprise. I'm going to get some Bobby. And I bet she's going to be clean and cuddly and nice. Of their tiny little lives. <gasps> Where did those filthy little bookends come from? <laughs> Nobody messes with my dumb baby set mate. Paramount Pictures and Nickelodeon Movies present... You babies are as dumb here as you are at home. Except him. He's speaking French already. A Rugrats adventure of global proportions. That's gotta be one stinky <laughs> Join Tommy, Chucky, Phil and Lil, Angelica, Baby Dill, and introducing the newest Rugrat, Kimmy. Rats are going to Paris. Hold on, guys. We're going to Wedgie. 
and Paris will never be the same. Look! Up in the sky! It's a nerd! It's a pen! It's Angelica! Rugrats in Paris, the movie. Which one of you babies put your poopy diaper in my suitcase? Somebody got up on the wrong side of the bread. Talk about a sequel. Oh, my God. What happened in the first Rugrats movie? I don't even know. Remember, they got lost in the woods in the Reptar Mobile, and, like, <laughs> Dill was it's, a brand new addition to the family at that point. It's dark, isn't it? It's dark at the end. Tommy almost kills his infant brother. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> Nickelodeon! What? What are you doing? <laughs> and also, there was a three-year span where Dill did not exist on the show. I know, yeah. Isn't that wild it is like what but it was a great way to teach us all where babies come from god we love rugrats okay well rugrats in general i feel like this is a patreon thing but like <laughs> can you play that can you play that theme for me okay yes <laughs> you know when i heard that coming through the tv I was like, I'm in for an adventure. I'm in for a good time. <laughs> yes, you were. I can also, like, I know we weren't super little adults, you know, but like we kind of were. And I always kind of found myself watching it more for their parents than anything. <laughs> their parents were some of the funniest things about the show. So like, who have we got as the babies, right? We've got our protagonist, of course, Tommy. Tommy Pickles. Tommy Pickles. We got his best friend, Chucky, who's a little bit older than him. He's Chucky is two, Tommy is one. Yeah. And of course, there's little brother, Dill. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, he doesn't come until much later. And yes, it is a floating timeline. <laughs> We've got the DeVille twins. We've got Phil and Lil. Who are disgusting. Disgusting creatures. <laughs> I don't even think they're babies. They're little aliens. They're little rodents, I think, that the DeVilles decided to raise. <laughs> and then she's not a baby, but there is the uh, antagonist, which is uh, Tommy's older cousin, Angelica. Oh, yeah. The Pickles family. Yeah. Not Pickles. <laughs> Tommy Pickles, Angelica Pickles, <laughs> Chucky Finster, and I the know. DeVille twins are always on some bullshit. <laughs> and their dog, Spike. Yeah. I love Spike. I do love Spike. But then in the, and that's, of course, why this cartoon was so successful with our generation, because not only does it play to the toddlers and the small children, but it plays heavily to the adults. It does play heavily to the adults. That's why this show did so well, because the adults were also sticking around for Rugrats. <laughs> The adults were watching Rugrats with their Rugrats. Like, so. just seeing the world through an infant's eyes, quote unquote. Yes. And all of the, quote, adult humor within that. The humor, the main vein of the humor in the show was almost lost on children. Yeah, I know. It was almost like, <laughs> this is for, the, 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 this should have been on Late Night Cartoon Network, you know? <laughs> Because Tommy's parents are Stu and Dee Dee, right? Stu, yeah. Stu's a toy inventor and Dee Dee's a school teacher. Yes, she is. Uh, Chucky's dad, Chaz Finster. He's a bureaucrat. Charles, yes. He, <laughs> yeah, he works for the government uh, or something. And then we've got uh, the DeVille parents, Howard and Betty, or really Betty and Howard. <laughs> Betty, the total top lesbian mom of that relationship. She's a 90s power lesbian. She sure is. <laughs> Betty DeVille is. And it's never once addressed in the original series. No, it's She's not. She's officially a lesbian in the reboot. Because it's been obvious for decades. So what happens to Howard? 
Who is a clown, by the way? <laughs> Howard DeVille is a sad clown. <laughs> and it would almost be funnier if they tried to make Howard gay. I know. I think that for the DeVilles to have closeted beard parents would just be <laughs> amazing. But I don't know what Howard does. It doesn't matter because Howard exists for Betty to be in control of. <laughs> You're so right. Betty is Dee Dee Pickles' irreverent best friend, you know? Oh, and then we have Drew Pickles, Stu's brother. Who is married to Charlotte, 90s power woman. (laughs) And their child is... Angelica. Angelica. What does Charlotte do? She, listen, she, like you said, she is kind of just the characterization of a 90s power woman. She's obviously the CEO of a big time important company. Yeah. The way in this movie she's like, I can't mother and merger at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's her what's her what's her assistant's name? Jonathan. Jonathan, I'll have to call you back. I'm going over the rapids. <laughs> I love it. I love it and hate it at the same time. And you know, Angelica is just the worst. She's a bratty, <laughs> privileged little girl. Gavin she called could... her a terrorist. Her day. De- she is. <laughs> she makes these babies' lives hell. I don't know why she hates her cousin and his friends so much. She just loves to mess with them, tell them lies, give them misconceptions about the universe. Exactly. For the purpose of a comedy of errors. She's an agent of chaos. Because <laughs> her daddy tells her she's his perfect little princess and her she has a lot to look up to in her mother, even though her mother's not really around. I know. It's usually Drew dealing with Angelica's chaos. And there's also Grandpa Pickles. <laughs> Lou. <laughs> Lou Stu and Drew. Yeah, Lou, Stu, and Drew. (laughs) I love this show. Anyway, yeah, Grandpa is always falling asleep, which is a convenient plot device to allow the babies to go off on their own adventures. Exactly. He's always falling asleep and letting them just wander off unsupervised. I I just do love this show's element of eternal play date. Yeah? Like, they are always together. Yeah. And, like, the thing is, I always kind of felt bad for Dee Dee. Dee Dee's the one always watching over these kids. Well, because she's got swaths of time because she's a school teacher. Well, Betty's always at the gym. Yeah. (laughs) Charlotte and Drew are, of course, always at work. Stu is always tinkering in the basement. Yeah. And so, yeah, usually it's on Dee Dee to watch these kids. But Dee Dee's a school teacher? Yeah, she is. So how does she have time. Ross, I'm telling you, large swaths of this series take place in the summer. Yeah. And with Grandpa, you're right. Grandpa Grandpa also watches them a lot. I mean, guys, the film made $73 million. Oh my god. Because Rugrats, at that point, was a merchandising capitalist dream. I know, right? Guys, this brings me into We've Got Names. We have some of the most accredited and longest serving voice actors with us here today. Oh, it's amazing. It's a cornucopia of talent today. And as our protagonist, Tommy Pickles, we've got E.G. Daly. Whom I follow on TikTok. Do you? <laughs> Tell me you're a 90s kid without telling me you're a 90s kid. Absolutely. I mean, guys, E.G. Daly, not only being the voice of Tommy Pickles, but is also the voice of Bam Bam on the Flintstones. <laughs> she's got, she's done Alvin and the Chipmunks, Recess, the Powerpuff Girls. She's Buttercup. Yeah, she's, she's sure Buttercup is. from the Powerpuff Girls. She's um 
She was in Happy Feet. She was in Gnomes. Remember Gnomes? I do. She's just she's just in a bunch of shit. Oh my god, she was on Laverne and Shirley as a child. Yeah, she was. That's fucking hilarious. Guys, as Chucky Finster, we have Christine Cavanaugh. In one of her last voice roles before her untimely death. Rest in peace. Um she was the voice of Chucky for a long time, and then when she quit after this movie, guess who fulfilled the role? Oh, no. I can't remember her name. I know it's Bart. It's Nancy Cartwright. Nancy yeah. Cartwright. Nancy Cartwright. God love her. Uh, she's a bunny rabbit from Sonic the Hedgehog. Ooh. Ooh, she's in Darkwing Duck <laughs> as Gosselin Mallard. Oh, the hot one. Yeah, Gosselin the Mallard. The hot evil one. I, the hot duck. I can't. I <laughs> She's the voice of Babe. Yes, she is. The, about the pig. <laughs> oh, my God. She's also Dexter, guys, from Dexter's Laboratory. They, they. They, they. Get that from my laboratory. <laughs> Moving on. It's just too good. We have longtime voice of Angelica Pickles, Miss Cheryl Chase. Guys, she's done uh, Ren and Stimpy, all of the Angelica spinoffs. <laughs> um, oh, Angelica and Susie's preschool days. Oh, God. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> the origin of their beef. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, Neo Tokyo. Um, she was in um, Miyazaki's My Neighbor Totoro. Oh, that's nice. Is that the voice of May? Yeah. I've not seen that one. Guys, as, uh, as Phil DeVille, Lil DeVille, and Betty DeVille... <laughs> Kath Soucy! Kath Soucy, I knew absolutely. it before you even said it. I Oh my, Kath Soucy, everybody's cartoon mom. And guys, quite literally all of these people have been with us before. I just do not have the time to tell you. Yeah, no. To go back and remember. The world of voice acting is diverse and expansive. She's current voice of Lola Bunny in oh, the yeah. Looney Tunes franchise. Oh, also Fifi La Fume. <laughs> She's also Dexter's mom, is she not? She is Dexter's mom in Dexter's <laughs> Laboratory. Excellent. She's Maddie from Danny Phantom. Princess Sally Acorn from Sonic. <laughs> Current voice of Kanga in the Winnie the Pooh franchise. That's great. Yeah, Kath Soucy isn't Kath Soucy is a name that you see throughout your animation viewing lexicon. We've got Tara Strong voicing the Goo Goo Gagas for Dill Pickles. <laughs> Guys, Tara Strong. Is Timmy Turner. Yes, she sure is. From the, from the Fairly Odd Parents. God love her. Uh, Teen Titans, also Powerpuff Girls, uh, Chowder. <laughs> yeah. Ben 10. Um, oh no, not My Little Pony. <laughs> Tara Girl, I love you. Voicing a, little, a new little character, a new baby, Kimi Watanabe, is uh, Dion Kwan. Aww. Yeah. I love. Do you have any idea how nervous I was about the addition of Kimmy to the cast of the Rugrats? I, I know, right? Like, obviously is she, she going to ruin it? Is she going to yeah. ruin the dynamic? <laughs> is this going to be like the scrappy do of this series? But no, Kimmy's wonderful. Guys, cow and chicken, wild thornberries. Yep. She is the voice of Trixie Tang. No! On the Fairly Odd Parents. That's great. Tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> We've got Jack Riley voicing Stu Pickles. He was on the Bob. He was on the uh, Bob Newhart show. Oh wow! We've got Melanie Chartoff playing Dee Dee Pickles. Uh, she's known from a sitcom called Fridays. <laughs> okay. From, from the from the '80s. Like. <laughs> from the '80s. We've got uh, Michael Bell voicing Chaz Finster and Drew Pickles. Oh wow! Wow, Dallas Star Trek. <laughs> The Smurfs. An old hand, as it were. Yeah, absolutely. You go, Michael Bell. We love you. We've also got Trace McNeil. Oh, yeah. Voicing Charlotte Pickles. She is notable for voicing 
thousands of people on The Simpsons. Yeah, for real. Uh, she's Dot Warner. Yes, she, she uh, is. Of, of Animaniacs. God fame. love her. We've got Phil Proctor voicing Howard DeVille. Yes. We've got, we have Susan Sarandon here with us today. <laughs> She's playing Coco Labouche. Coco Labouche. Our antagonist for today. Tim Robbins' ex-wife. <laughs> Guys, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Thelma and Louise, Lorenzo's Oil, The Client, Witches of Eastwig, Pretty Baby, Little Women, Stepmom, James the Giant Peach, Enchanted, Cloud Atlas. We love her. We love Susan Sarandon on this podcast. Please welcome back John Lithgow. Lithgow. No, not this again. It's Lithgow. <laughs> it's Lithgow. It is Lithgow. Thank he you. pronounces his own last name, Lithgow. Gu- guys, we've got John Lithgow here with us playing uh, Jean Claude. Jean Claude. This queen, Jean Claude. Jean Claude is the Nigel to Coco's Miranda. <laughs> Absolutely. She so is. Guys, we have some honorable mentions this week. We have Cree Summer as Susie. We've talked about her before. Debbie Reynolds as Lulu. Oh, Debbie. (laughs) I'm glad you snuck in here. Grandpa's new bride. We have Tim Curry and Billy West as some of the sumo wrestlers in the sushi restaurant. And Kevin Michael Richardson. And Kevin Michael Richardson. They're the sumo singers. Oh, God. And we have Casey Kasem as the wedding DJ. I know. I love it. (laughs) And Dan Castellaneta. Homer Simpson is the priest. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. And legendary Asian voice actor Mako as Mr. Yamaguchi. Uncle Iroh. Uncle Iroh. Mm-hmm. Oh, we love it. You know that sumo wrestler that goes, Bat Girl! <laughs> you know that's Tim Curry. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that Paramount logo. I'll say it every time. I know. Uh, (laughs) You guys got your passports? Those stars encircling that mountaintop just brings a level of peace to me I can't even describe. (laughs) The little, the guy raking the leaves. Oh no, I have again with the Nickelodeon vanity cards. (laughs) This nice French man just trying to rake leaves in his yard and a giant Nickelodeon logo smashes through his house. That's the thing. You were talking about this earlier with me. There's always an ooey gooey element yeah. to a Nickelodeon film. Because their brand is the slime. Yeah, slime time. Oh, slime time. <laughs> and Rugrats very much follows that. That logo comes up with all the splatting of what looks like colored paints. Also French Impressionism, just saying. And like it's, it's like it's a candy wrapper every time, right? They unwrap it and it's Rugrats. Ta-da! Do-do-do-do. But the best part is when the Rugrats card morphs into the Rugrats 2. Oh my god, okay. And it looks like the Godfather title card? No, we begin with a Godfather reference because we are at Grandpa and Lulu's wedding. Yeah, Grandpa Lou's getting remarried to Lulu. Lulu has been a character on the series a couple of times up until this point. Debbie and Reynolds. Yeah, Debbie fucking Reynolds. <laughs> and it's just the natural progression of things that they would be getting together at this point. And Angelica has seen The Godfather recently. The night before. The night before. (laughs) And has turned it into a game. Because remember, in The Godfather, the Don cannot refuse a favor on the day of his daughter's wedding. I believe in the playground. (laughs) (laughs) No, Tommy's so serious. I believe in the playground. But you know what happened two yesterdays ago? (laughs) 
Someone took his brother's binky on the playground. Someone took Dilly's binky and buried it in the sandbox. <laughs> he made my brother cry. <laughs> Stop it. And oh my God, Angelica turning around in the chair. You come to me on the day of this wedding and ask me to take care of the boys who made your brother cry? Um, no. Dill uh, just wants a new binky. That's it! A binky? I don't get to squeeze no one's head or pull no one's hair? Uh, no. Binky peace! She's so mad that she doesn't get to do violence to anybody. I know, like, <laughs> this is the Bob father. I mean, come on. <laughs> I love the infantescent way <laughs> okay. that they mispronounce everything. I like, know, yeah. The Bob Father. <laughs> the Bob Father. We just get this montage of all the babies like making different wishes to the Bob Father. And oh my good grief. The we have to talk about the rocking horse head. Okay, so like when they go outside to send in Phil and Lil. Yeah. And like the the wedding reception is underway. This movie's merciless use of 80s and 90s bangers. That's the way. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> I like it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They're really sucking in the parents here. Okay, boomer. Oh my god. And then Drew Drew and Charlotte dancing in front of them. I can't believe Angelica saw that movie last night. I can't mother and merger at the same time. Time. Besides, she only saw a scene or two. It couldn't have made an impression. Uh, Bob Father, we found a dish in our crib. Severed rocking horse head? <laughs> it's a severed rocking notepad. <laughs> that actual scene from The Godfather <laughs> where that guy wakes up with his prized mare's head in his bed. Well, that's what you do <laughs> for wiping your boogers on Cynthia. So that's where I left him. <laughs> Phil, that's so gross. It is disgusting. But all the laughs got to stop now because out on the dance floor, there's a special song for all the kids and their moms. Oh, because as we all know from watching this show for six years up until that point or however long, Chucky's the only kid without a mom. When all the kids go out on the dance floor with their mommies, Chucky knows what he wants in that moment from the Bob father, right? Yeah. And so he goes up to Angelica and he goes, I'd kind of like to have a new Bobby. Sorry, Finster, that game's over. Besides, I'm wanted on the dance floor. But that's my wish. We all just have to sit there and take it as an audience, watching poor little Chucky not dancing with a mommy. Dee Dee's got Tommy and Dilly in her arms, and I know. she's spinning around. <laughs> and like... Betty's got Phil and Lil, <laughs> and Susie's got her mom, mm-hmm. and Angelica's got Charlotte. But Chucky doesn't have a mommy. It's so sad. Melinda Finster yeah. passed away when Chucky was born. The way he's like, but that's my wish. <laughs> I want to cry. But that's my wish. <laughs> I love the voice acting in Rugrats. Yeah. It's so good. Christine Cavanaugh. And then Ch- Chaz sees his little voice standing all alone. And then the, the uppies. Aww. Can I have uppies? And then he just carries him around. As he, he, smi- he perks up right away when he sees his dad. He loves his dad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's just something about a mom. Yeah. You know, that's extra special. 
Later that night, Chaz is going through the closet, all these old things, showing Chucky his old teddy bear, Wawa. Remember your Wawa? Your Bobby made it for you. Oh, Chucky, your mom was an amazing woman. I'll bet she's in heaven right now looking down on us. Oh, I've been missing her so much, Chucky. You know, maybe we could use a Bobby's touch around here. A little guy? Chaz decides he's going to start dating again. And what a better place to start than the internet. Oh my god, this is the year 2000. <laughs> god, this was the wild, wild west of online dating. <laughs> Fucking Stu trying to help. You gotta love the internet, Chaz. Behold. The future of dating. There were women in the year 2000 who actually met men on Craigslist. Which, by the way, if you are a woman and you met your current husband on Craigslist and are not currently a lampshade, I I need to hear from you. How's it going? He's looking through all these online profiles of these women on this dating site. Look at this one. She loves sunsets, long walks on sandy beaches, and is not allowed in the state of Kentucky. Oh, oh, I don't know about this, Stu. And is not allowed in the state of Kentucky. (laughs) Oh, I don't know about this, Stu. He's not allowed in the state of Kentucky. Oh, man. This is all making Chucky so excited, right? Mm-hmm. So his thing is like, guys, guys, it's going to happen. All the signs are here. I'm going to get a new mommy. Yeah. I bet she's going to be clean and cuddly and nice. <laughs> are you going to be okay through this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Now we have to talk about the anti-mommy. Please don't call her the (laughs) anti-mommy. We have to talk about Coco LaBouche and Euroreptar. So guys, if you know anything about the uh, Rugrats universe, there is a... there is a universe within a universe. It's all centered around Reptar. Who's basically Godzilla. Yeah, he's he's this Godzilla-esque gigantic lizard from Japan who features heavily in the children's television program in the Rugrats universe. Think of him as their Mickey Mouse. And you know, you guys know how there's a gigantic Disneyland in Paris. <laughs> Which makes zero sense. Yeah, it just, I don't get it. But we have come to Euro-Reptar land. In Paris, in France. In Paris, France. And that is heavily headed by one Ms. Coco LaBouche. Heavily headed. I know. (laughs) Coco LaBouche, who is, by all appearances, fabulous, but is actually a wretched human being. What are you waiting for? Get off your terriers and get the show on the road! Todd Sweet! I love the sound of panic scurrying feet in the morning. Don't you, Jean-Claude... It moves me deeply, madame. All I'm saying is about Coco LaBouche is I took one semester of French, right? Yeah. Which is enough to remember that bouche means mouth, which means that- Coco the mouth? Coco the mouth! That's fucking hilarious. (laughs) She's so obnoxious. What are you waiting for? (laughs) Get this show on the road. Don't sweet. It's not that she's loud. It's not that she hates children. It's that she's just downright rude. She's Miranda Priestly. She sure is. I love the sound of panicked footsteps in the morning. <laughs> Don't you agree, Jean-Claude? Oh, Jean-Claude, her gal Friday. Jean-Claude is a total queen. That's our headcanon. Indeed. Coco is making sure that the rep 
Reptar Spectacular is going off without a hitch. Oh, God. The Reptar musical. All theme parks, they gotta have these shows. And this show in particular hinges on this three-story tall, human-operated robot of Reptar that Stu Pickles engineered. No, it, there is a, I remember this in the show. Because, like, at some point in the show, Stu's, like, like not, like, a very successful toy maker, you Yeah, know? that's what I have written. I have Stu. Where was this energy been the entire show? But don't you remember that arc where they go to Reptar Land in the U.S.? Barely. And, like, they, like, Stu gets the opportunity because he's, like, the show is not, like, all it could be. And then Stu gets the opportunity to start working. Wait, doesn't he also build them the Reptar Mobile? that they tool around in the forest? Uh-huh, he builds them a lot of things. In the movie? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's a great show. It's like Jaws, though. <laughs> the robot is never working. The shark is not working. Yeah. We're having technical problems. <laughs> it's going perfectly at first in this rehearsal. <laughs> Until and then the all, head comes and off. And then all of a sudden, the head just starts shaking and completely explodes off the robot. <laughs> That's two pickles. I want that nincompoop inventor here within 24 hours or another head will roll. I'll take care of it personally. Kira! Madame LeBouche wants her pickles. Now! So they need Stu to come to France to fix the whole thing, which is the entire premise for why we're all traveling, right? Why is the entire cast traveling together? It makes no sense, but it's for the movie. Be quiet, okay? Yeah. when Kira calls him in the middle of the night. Oh, we didn't talk about Kira! Kira Watanabe! Yeah, Kira Watanabe. She introduces herself on the phone that, that, that goes overnight to the other side of the world to contact Stu Pickles. Poor thing, she's Coco's assistant. Yeah. Oh, God love her. We need you to come to Paris on the next flight. Paris. Oh, yeah. The City of Lights. Madame kindly recommends that you... Come with my family and friends? <sighs> Okie dokie. Hey, dude. We're going to France. No, Stu, I'm too tired to dance. France? I don't know how they do it, but they managed to organize a trip for like 12 in under 12 hours. You're not going to skip over the song. I know. No, of course I'm not. <laughs> God, who do you think I am? <laughs> Honestly, I cannot even fathom that amount of time on a plane with half a dozen children. They took the dog. They took the damn dog. Like, why? I don't know. I don't get it. And like, we're all on the plane in like, I think it's called like Fleur de Air or something. It's, it's Air France. <laughs> <laughs> and Chucky wants to go to Angelica in first class to uh, ask about how his request for a new mommy is going. And of course Angelica is up in first class because Charlotte and Drew got hella money. Of course. And I just love, she's listening to her Walkman and she's kicking. Her Walkman. It is a Walkman. I know. And she's kicking the seat of the guy in front of her and making him nauseous. <laughs> when he Ralphs in the back. 
That poor guy. As is the case on the show, Angelica's currency is cookies. Yeah, yeah. She always wants cookies. She says, I'll get you your mommy faster if you bring me cookies. And of course, that causes chaos. Yeah. Involving like the the in-flight cart. Oh my God, because he tries to get on top of the cart to get the cookies, but then it just starts rolling away with him (laughs) on it. Also, this is ridiculous. As As he's bouncing down the aisle on the cart... The everybody's luggage is just miraculously coming out of the overhead <laughs> bins, and he's nowhere near them, so I don't understand why that's happening. No, of course not. And in the middle of Phil and Lil eating a bag of vomit. Stop. We're not talking about they, that. They also make the fucking uh, pressure masks come down. <laughs> oh, look. Party hats. <laughs> we got to stop laughing. Oh, I know. We got to stop laughing. I know. The other moms take the other kids away to give them a change. Chucky's left by himself in the window seat of the plane. There's no one there to check Chucky's pants. <laughs> oh, and he's looking out the window and I'm crying. Here comes an underrated Cindy Lopper bop. Oh my God, Cindy Lopper! It's not a bop. It's actually very sad. <laughs> looking out the window and the clouds are forming into the shape of him and his mother oh my god i'm sobbing at this point i want a mom to take my hand and make me feel like a holiday i want my mom to read me books and chase the monsters oh Ross, it hurts me it hurts me every time once the pickles and crew land in France, they go straight to Euro Reptile Land. Mm-hmm. Check in at their hotel. Of course, it's a themed hotel. They're sleeping in reptar skulls. And like all the adults splinter off. And Stu and Chaz take the kids out into the park because he's got to go meet with Miss Labouche, mm-hmm. Coco the Mouth. Coco the Mouth. Oh, my God. And here's the other thing I love about this movie that just nobody talks about. The is, dog B-plot? Yeah, the dog B-plot. Spike spends this entire movie missing. Yeah, he does. Literally, quite literally. Because, Carrie, I don't know if there was ever a song <laughs> okay. that captured this culture the way this one did. <laughs> Carrie... This song <laughs> yeah. is from this movie's soundtrack. I know. Isn't that wild? It's from the Rugrats in Paris original motion picture soundtrack. <laughs> the Baja Men. Because he sees the pretty blue poodle, right? Yes! And he starts chasing her all the fuck the way around Paris. Spike spends this entire movie having a romantic rendezvous with a French poodle. And no one knows (laughs) where Spike is. Immediately, it's clear from the moment we see her in person that Coco does not like children at all, right? Yeah, no. Um, Mr. Yamaguchi is, uh, Yamaguchi Industries obviously has some sort of hold on the Reptar franchise. The parent company. Yeah, and Yamaguchi is uh, phoning in. All the meanwhile, Angelica has snuck into Coco's office and is eating all of her chocolates under her desk. (laughs) 
while the babies are in the uh, koi fish pond because they think it's a baby pool. (laughs) And Mr. Yamaguchi is here to tell Coco, listen, I know that I'm going to be leaving this position soon and I know there's going to be room for a promotion, but there's a special kind of person that needs to be able to do this job. They must understand what it means to bring joy to children. In fact, they themselves must have the heart of a child. I must have one in a jar somewhere. In fact, I'm engaged to a wonderful man with a baby thing on his own. Oh my god! And then Coco, in a desperate panic to get him to believe that she is the one for this job, lies her ass off and says she is actually already engaged to a man with a baby of his own. No, a baby sing. A baby sing. A of baby his sing own. of his own. <laughs> And Yamaguchi's like, oh my god, okay. Ah, congratulations, madam. I look forward to attending the wedding and seeing you with your new family. We'll discuss the promotion then. Goodbye. What now, Pinocchio? The moment she hangs up, (laughs) Jean-Claude, what What now, Pinocchio? Pinocchio? (laughs) I love Jean-Claude. Angelica breaks cover. And of course she gets snatched up by Coco. And the way Angelica is always at any moment scheming, you know? Uh, bonjour! <laughs> she gets out of this by offering to spy on Coco to lure Chaz and Chucky to her, right? Yeah. You have five seconds to come up with a reason why I should not lock you up forever and ever. Um. Because I can stick five raisins up my nose and I can sing real good and forever and ever is a really long time. Tick tock. And I know where you can find a spiny little man with a brat of his own. I think <laughs> I just made a friend. Meanwhile, Kira, Coco's assistant, and Chaz have taken the other babies to the princess parade. Without realizing they don't have Angelica. Yeah, no. (laughs) That's how much they don't like her. Yeah, exactly. They would rather she wasn't there anyway. (laughs) And like, this is where I love Kira so much. She's such a positive energy in this film. And Chaz, uh, Chaz likes Kira. Of course he does. She's so sweet and so intellectual. Once upon a time, there was a mighty dinosaur named Reptar. Everyone ran away from him, except the beautiful princess. She was not afraid because she could see that Reptar was not vicious. He was lonely and unhappy. So she promised to take care of him and keep him safe and loved forever and ever. Forever and ever. Ever. Oh, Chucky wants the princess to be his new mommy. The actress who's playing the princess on the float in the parade is throwing all this dust and making direct <laughs> eye contact with him. Of course. Uh. Like, and he's a baby. He doesn't know any better, right? <laughs> it's just so sweet. I can't handle it. We then go to Sushi Karaoke Restaurant. <laughs> It's what the establishment's called. Oh, my God. And Dee Dee is trying to eat with chopsticks. She's like, um, I'm sorry. I had dreams of bouillabaisse, chicken cordon bleu. Actual French food. Yeah? Well, I had dreams of eating with a fork. Pass the squid brains. (laughs) Love, Betty. And it's karaoke time. Okay. Toot, toot. (laughs) Ah, Beep, beep. Not Angelica singing with the sumo wrestler. And the edited lyrics. Oh, no. Oh, (laughs) no. 
to be right. Just so easy to check teeth. Cause they don't know what to and the way the way Drew and Charlotte are not mortified, they're proud. <laughs> oh no, they're they... proud this little girl is disrupting the entertainment. <laughs> Speaking of disrupting the entertainment, Coco crashes this party yeah. just to make an impression on Chaz. Mm-hmm. And like the thing is, is that Kira I, I wish Kira had more work-life balance. Kira is right behind her with documents she needs to sign. Kira's got little Kimmy with her. Yeah, little Kimmy in her little cowgirl boots. And her little kitty shirt. Mm-hmm. Kira and K- Kimmy is obviously Kira's daughter. Kimmy is adorable. I loved her when I saw this movie. She just fits in with all of them so well. She's just kind of, she's almost like another Tommy. Yeah, she and Chucky hit it off because, well, I think one, she's a lot like Tommy. Yeah. And two, she doesn't have a daddy. Yeah. And he doesn't have a mommy. Exactly. She's just like, yeah, I vibe in Paris with my mommy and I get to visit this theme park all the time. Mm -hmm. Just regular European kid stuff. It's just me and my mommy and we live in Paris. But I get to come here all the time. Kibby, you bet the princess? Sure, lots of times. She lives up there in that castle on that volcano and comes out between explosions. Now we know where to find your new princess, Mom Chucky. This big <laughs> volcano in the center of the... It's the very the Eiffel Tower at Kings Island. Yeah. Remember Paramount Land? Uh-huh. Because it was Hanna-Barbera Land. Yeah. And then they changed it all into Paramount Land. They had Rugrats rides in those days. They did. They oh, did. Oh, man. The next day, Chaz and Coco are going to take all the kids so the rest of the adults can have their vacation, right? Mm-hmm. And they're spending the day in the park. And Coco is hating life. Not only does she hate children, but she doesn't find Chaz's anecdotes about his poor sinus drainage very stimulating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I know. No, not at all. And like, I feel bad. Poor Chaz is being taken for a ride. Like, yeah. he's so powerfully unaware of how uninterested this woman is in him. One other thing is that Coco's decided she's needed a Cyrano today. That's exactly what I have. Yeah. She's Cyrano de Bergeracking this. Yeah, no. She's got an earpiece in. And Kira is instructing her on how to relate to the baby. <laughs> she's getting instructions on how to act in front of children. Because Chaz has to go get something for Dilly, right? <laughs> she's like, I'm all alone. What am I supposed to do? And she's like, smile and be nice. <laughs> well, Dilly doesn't really like her. And Dilly is like <laughs> hitting her and pulling on her lips. Yeah. They're staring at me, and this child is leaking from the mouth. What do I do? (laughs) Just smile and be nice. Hello? You are not horrible. (laughs) Let's go! (laughs) Do you know how much I pay for these gifts? I don't think Dill likes that lady too much, you guys. Dilly barfs on her. (laughs) She's trying to burp him, and she's like, that's enough. (laughs) Now we've come to Ooey Gooey World. And like I said, it wouldn't be a Nickelodeon movie without an Ooey Gooey element, right? 
So in true Rugrats fashion, the adults are not paying attention and the kiddos wander off. They like get off the ride to go look for the princess so they can ask her to be Chucky's mommy. And Kira, who has access to all of the surveillance, is seeing them leave the ride and she sounds the alarm. I have an important question for you. Why is park security dressed like ninjas? I don't know. (laughs) All these Frenchmen just wrapped head to toe in black. Exactly. Pretending they know the first thing about what being a ninja is. This also must be the longest attraction at Rio Reptarland because the amount of time I know. That is spent with Chaz being none the wiser and Coco scared to death because (laughs) she's noticed the babies are gone. The amount of time that passes? It's absurd. But it's all set to Aaron Carter. Yeah, that's okay, because life is what, Carrie? <laughs> life is a party. Get excited. You're, You're invited. invited. There's a, a party, party tonight. tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And so the ba- Oh my god, not Phil and Lil pulling the goo they've saved out of their <laughs> pants to stop the ninjas. They make this very uh uh The sky slide? No, yeah, they make this comedic escape from all these ninja security guards. They go right up that fake volcano. Right to the top. There's... They operate a freight elevator. I know. Infants. These are ch- these are literal one and two year olds. Like, come on. And they go up to the top of that volcano, and there's this little house on top, right? Where the princess is supposed to live. What and... they think is the princess. That's the thing. It's a robot. Of course it's a robot. It's all clockwork. I bet she comes out at the top of every hour to wave, right? Mm-hmm. And all the babies don't realize she's a robot. And she's retreating back into the house. And the doors close, and Chucky's too afraid to pull on the door knockers because they're like big scary dragons. Mm-hmm. What if she doesn't like me? Go ahead, Chucky. You'll never know unless you try. <gasps> Go ahead, Chucky. baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's when they're snatched up by the ninjas who replaced them on the ooey-gooey ride without Chaz noticing anything. (laughs) Make it make sense! Anything. Later that night, I love Chucky so much, he's turning to Tommy, and he's like, do you think I could ever be brave like you are? Mm -hmm. Because most of the time in that show, it's Tommy and his bravery that are driving the narrative of the show. Tommy's the mic. He's the heart. He is. (laughs) Yeah, he is. And Chucky's always a little scaredy cat. And, Mm -hmm. like, he knows if he's ever going to get his new mommy that he's got to be braver. Why don't you try thinking about stuff that makes you feel good? You mean, like, my reptile nightlight? Or my happy hippo blankie? Or my favorite moon rock? Uh Uh-huh. Or... A new Bobby. And guys, <laughs> I love this so much. This song that they wrote specifically for this movie. They did not have to go so hard. They really did not. Because he's trying to get affirmations from Tommy, but Tommy is too tired <laughs> to deal with his shit right now. So he falls asleep 
And then Chucky falls asleep. And he has this dream where he is a martial arts expert. The martial arts expert of Reptar Land? <laughs> Here comes Chucky Chan. Here comes Chucky Chan. He's always ready when there's danger at hand. Here comes Chucky Chan. Here comes Chucky Chan. Martial arts expert of Reptar Land. I looked up these singers, and Alex Brown, the lady, she's not hyperlinked, but Isaac Hayes is hyperlinked. Oh, yeah. He's the voice of Chef on South Park. That's hilarious. It really is. That's perfect. And, like, as I'm listening to it now, I can't unhear it. Hello there, children. The next night is supposed to be Robo Reptar's return to the stage, right? Yes. Because Stu has finally fixed him. Yes. And Chucky is Twitterpated because he thinks he's going to get to meet the princess. Yeah, and get his new mommy. Once yeah. He wants to ask the princess to be his mommy. He's going to give his teddy bear, Wawa, to the princess to ask her to be his mommy. It's adorable. And Coco is at an 11 because... Chucky will not respond to her, right? Yeah. Because she's awful. And this is where Angelica divulges that Chucky wants the princess to be his new mommy. Well, um, the Finster kid is planning on getting a princess for a mom. And let's face it, lady, <laughs> you're no princess. Not a princess? Well, if the tiara fits, wear it. Ooh, I smell trouble. This gives Coco an absolutely unhinged idea. It certainly does. <laughs> Again, they did not have to go this hard. The production value of this theme park show is better than anything I ever saw at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Reptar is basically the Godzilla of this universe, and he's destroying this Japanese village. And per the legend that Kira gave us earlier, it's always interrupted by the appearance of the benevolent and kind princess. Guys, when she starts singing, my world is all right. <laughs> Reptar, he's no ordinary monster. He's a lizard with a heart of gold. Don't believe the lies you've been told. He's a Fire-breathing child to me. Don't, Don't believe the lies you've been told. <laughs> He's a fire-breathing child to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> the maternity she has over this giant green dinosaur. I just... It's amazing. He uh, may be rough on the outside, but inside... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Phil. I hate it when they sing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so funny. But here's the thing. Coco has managed to find a duplicate princess costume, has the wig on and everything, and this this actress is hitting her high note, and Coco just <laughs> yanks her off stage. And I'll be there for you. You. 
like Chucky's out of his seat, walking to the stage in the faux princess. It's actually Coco. She's trying to charm Chucky. She's like hiding behind the hand fan. No, he wa- she wants to make him believe that she's the princess so that he will want her to marry his daddy. Like, And he walks up to her and like hands over his Wawa. Yeah. Like, will you be my new mommy sort of gift? <laughs> I just, this is just perfect to me. Forever and a day. I'll be there for you. Wow. He's sharing Wawa. Forever and a day. Madame LaBouche? The pacifiers come spitting out. (laughs) Madame LaBouche? Oh, my God. And then (laughs) she forcibly hugs him, and he's trying to get away. He's trying to pull the teddy bear back from her. It's very uncomfortable. Chaz is so easily impressed. He's enamored. Bravo! Bravo! Isn't she talented? Oh, gosh, you guys. I think Chucky and I are both in love. They're all staring at him blank face like, are you serious right now? Oh, no, they're the, all the other adults are all of us right now because just like that, we've arrived at the wedding day. This is insane. The, they've this been is, here a week. They're doing this on the trip. <laughs> they're doing this on the... These adults have to get back to their jobs <laughs> and things in America were... Go- and I... Carrie, I know. Uh, we'll talk about this element later, but the venue for the wedding <laughs> is insane in this short amount of time. Oh no, Gavin has many questions about how powerful Coco actually is. Yeah, she must be money uh-huh. because holy shit! Yes, we've arrived. I I can't believe this. I know <laughs> it's been days, but like not even double digits. Also, some of the wedding looks for the adults <laughs> are questionable. <laughs> Like, Dee Dee, you already look like a clown. A clown. <laughs> with your trifold hair. I know. But now she looks like a motherfucking Princess Leia impersonator with a scoop of fudge on top. Charles, I'm delighted that you've met someone special here in Paris. But don't you think you're rushing things? Marriage is a big step. Why wait, Dee? They're two crazy kids in love. Also, I love that Betty stays true to herself. Betty is wearing a green dress and has a green headband. (laughs) I love Betty so much. And you know Phil and Lil, they're going to sneak away to eat the food off of the trays. Yeah, all the babies are at, like, the room service cart wreaking havoc. (laughs) Dilly gets completely under that one tray (laughs) and disappears. Chucky looks so cute. He does. And his little tux and And his hair all slicked up. Yeah, he's so nervous. And, like, to make matters worse, of course Coco's going to be a bear on this day. She demands that Jean-Claude imprison all of the children. Until her wedding is over. Including Angelica, because she doesn't want Angelica to rat her out to the rest of the family. Take those ratchet dust mops away. I will not have them ruining my wedding day. Looks like you dumb babies will be missing the wedding. And don't forget the big mouth, too. My pleasure, madame. Keep your hands off me, you big boy! <gasps> what do you think you're doing? I'm a flower girl! I feel your pain, mademoiselle. <laughs> Unfortunately, you just got the boot. Because here's the thing, we're still in the hotel, right? Yeah! We're still at your reptar land. You know what this means, right? What does it mean? The babies are separated from their parents for the remainder of this film. 
And they have little to no questions about where they are. They literally went to the wedding venue without their children and without having proper help to look after their children. I think they think that Jean-Claude is taking care of them. Like, Coco probably smoothed that over okay, with them. Okay, well, Jean-Claude is a stranger uh, yeah, to no. them. I know, I know. Uh, anyway. And Kira sees all of this <laughs> happening. <laughs> I will not have them ruining my wedding day! And, like, Kira, they're in the limo on the way to the venue. And this is the last straw for Kira. It's obvious you don't really love Chaz or Chucky. Which is which again? <gasps> I can no longer stand by and watch you destroy their lives. I'm going to tell Chaz the truth, and there's not a thing you can do to stop me. <laughs> Except throw you out on the curb. Evil bitch. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because Kira found his, his Wawa. Yeah. Kira found his Wawa at the place he was kidnapped. He was kidnapped. Like. Honest to God. Obviously, Chucky is at a low point. Yeah, he's like, when Tommy and the other babies were like, why don't you, before they got kidnapped, was like, what's wrong, Chucky? And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, but you're getting a new mommy today. You should be happy. And he's like, then why don't I feel good about it? No, this is all too much. And, and it's looking really hopeless. <laughs> and now we're kidnapped, right? Like, yeah. And this is the point of it. Every one of these specials and movies where Angelica starts to feel bad about the lies and scheming she's done. And like, guys, <laughs> you gotta watch things with subtitles. That's all I'm saying. Carrie. Uh, <laughs> because first of all, there is that very sweet and heartbreaking moment where Chucky is starting to cry. Yeah. And uh, I can't st- I try not to cry when he's talking about this because he feels so upset. Oh, come on, sister. Don't cry. I can't help it, Angelica. I feel bad. My daddy's marrying a lady who doesn't like me or my wawa or my friends. And, like, that breaks me. And then the emotional whiplash of turning right around and Angelica comedically with very odd speed trying to describe the horribleness she's done, right? <laughs> and the thing I can't stand is that she pronounces Mr. Yamaguchi's name as Mr. Yummy Hoochie. <laughs> <laughs> the writers just skirted that in there thinking no one would ever notice. Mr. Yamaguchi was on TV and he told the French lady, you can't have joy if you don't got a heart. Well, she had one in a jar, but she still needed a spiny man with a kid. So I told her how you wanted a princess mom and she was supposed to give me my own pony boat, but she made the whole thing up. I helped that lady trick your daddy into marrying her! (gasps) Dilly. Bad, ducky! Bad! (laughs) The babies are scandalized. Yeah, they're like, (laughs) God, like, you've done a lot of bad shit. But that was literally horrible, you void of shit. Like... They didn't say void of shit. But. No, she is a four-year-old. Yeah. Like, let's try to remember that. But, like, all she wanted was chocolate and to be the center of attention. Like, all of us want that on some level. And, like, she, Angelica's like, sorry, sometimes I just can't help myself. <laughs> and, like, we're going to forgive Angelica in this moment. We always do. Guys, I can't let that lady marry my daddy. Like you always say, Tommy, a baby's gotta do what a baby's gotta do. And we got to stop that wedding. How are you gonna do that, Chucky? Um, 
Actually, uh, I, I was hoping that you had an idea, Tommy. And for reasons that are not clear, Jean-Claude is babysitting these kids in the warehouse where Robot Reptar and his nemesis, Robo Snail, are being housed. These gigantic three-story tall robots. I have seen an arena spectacular with robots this large. Yeah? And the nature, what we have not described yet so far, is the nature of the operation of these colossal robots is that you get inside of it. There's a chamber inside of these robots that you stand on a platform in. And if you are standing on this platform and have the hooked-in gloves and the hooked-in helmet, whatever movements you make on that platform, the robot makes them. It's similar to motion capture technology. And which, Stu Pickles. Yeah, Stu! What the fuck? Like, <laughs> where was this heat? I know. <laughs> this is amazing! And of course... from a lot of the show, you think he's kind of a failure, right? Yeah, but no. What in the name of the lore? Hey, big boy. Like, the rest of this movie is very Pacific Rim. Like, they should be living in a mansion <laughs> back really in America should. after what's Stu has created here. And you know, Tommy's already been put through it once because we there was that scene earlier where Stu was showing them all how it worked. <laughs> and Tommy's always the one with the idea first. Meanwhile, Coco and Chaz are getting ready to be joined in holy matrimony at Notre Dame Cathedral. Bitch, what? <laughs> What is the explanation for being able to rent out Notre Dame with three days' notice? I understand that Notre Dame is operated separately from the government now. Yeah. This was the Church of State. I know. This was the state's <laughs> church. Back when the church and state were completely intertwined. Coco, I need to know exactly what the nature of your clout is. She must be. I don't know. She, I don't know what these connections are. Also... I wish I could visit Notre Dame in Rugrats in Paris. As opposed to the tourist trap that it is now? I know. The fucking coin cranks? I know. Notre Dame? That was awful. And all the fucking people? <laughs> and you can't move around in there? Holy shit. God, it was annoying. Oh it made God. it hard to be there. But Can we talk about Coco's fit for two seconds? Yeah. The, the wedding dress? The peacock dress? Like... <laughs> With the purple dyed fur on it? Oh, my sweet Jesus. I love you truly. Oh, Coco is stomping down the aisle, so upset, and she is ready for this ceremony to start. It doesn't matter that none of the children are here. We are starting this goddamn ceremony. Go, go, go. Start. Coco, we can't start yet. Chucky's not here. Oh, darling, we will tell him all about it. But I want to share this moment with my son. That is what videotape is for. Go ahead. Like I said... Those babies were being housed in that warehouse with the robots in them. And because we're all under the age of four, naturally, we're going to commandeer the Reptar robot. I cannot believe what's about to happen or I... <laughs> that it happens successfully. I know. Like I said, this next part is very Pacific Rim. They are going to they're going to destroy do you know how much money? <laughs> no, Sorry. I Sorry. Do you know how many? Do you know how many dollars worth of damage they're about to do? You mean how many euros worth of damage? <laughs> yes, I uh, do. All right. This begins a trail of destruction across Paris that covers <laughs> no, no less than five miles. <laughs> like I just and, and here's the thing: they are infants operating this <laughs> colossal robot. 
Like, Chucky has, like, the arms and the legs on, and Tommy is on his shoulders with the head. Yeah, <laughs> so it registers as a full person. As part of their tour of terror, the babies happen across Kimmy's preschool. She's just having a normal day at school. And I love this because she's drawing on the chalkboard, and the kids are trying to guess what it is. What you drawing, Kimmy? It's a green thumb. It's a pickle we legs. It's reptile. Right. No, I mean it's really reptile. That kid who's like, no, it's really Reptar. Do you remember this? The nationwide contest to get that line? Vaguely. Yeah, vaguely. vaguely. I, being only eight years old, did enter (laughs) and tragically did not get picked. But yeah, that's some random kid from the United States who entered a contest and got to perform that line. I was so jealous. Yeah, when they, uh, yeah, when they basically demolished the ceiling to to Kimmy's school. (laughs) They ripped the roof off. And pick her up, dump her in its mouth, and she comes out inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> what are the physics of this robot? They are carrying her. They. B- I love the shot where the robot bursts through the gates of Euro Reptar Land. Oh my god! And they've escaped. But just as they've left Euro Reptar Land, who comes a knocking up behind them? Oh my! I have not Jean Claude in the Robo Snail Robot. Going somewhere, my reptilian friend. You babies cannot hide from Jean-Claude, super escargot! The robo-snail, which is the arch-nemesis of Reptar. Like the Mothra, I think, of this universe. The the colossal robo-snail robot comes rolling up behind them, operated by Jean-Claude. This is unhinged. In what way is this the move? <laughs> he thought, he thought, okay, all of these toddlers have commandeered this big robot. So it makes perfect sense that I get in the other robot so we can have this Godzilla versus Mothra fight in the middle of Paris. The fucking, like, it's when, rep, when they're walking the Reptarn down the LEC, to the Arc de Triomphe. I know. And the snail is rolling behind them. <laughs> Car accidents. Fallen buildings. I know. Like, it is bedlam. And who's chasing after both of these robots? Kira on a fucking bicycle. Because <laughs> Kira is the best character and is doing the most. Carrie. I know. Carrie, when... I know. I have the same thing in all the when, when it gets... When the when the babies make the reptar step in the paint... Yes. And, and and then on the car, and it's like sliding on the car <laughs> all the way down the other side of the LEC. <laughs> to what, Carrie? The Eiffel Tower. <sighs> they get near the Eiffel Tower, and Jean-Claude... Again, full knowledge that this other robot is carrying like half a dozen toddlers. Oh, yeah. It takes... Yeah. Robo Snail picks Reptar up by the tail and begins swinging it around. Like, Reptar's tail detaches, and the whole robot goes flying. And how they didn't die, those infant children, I will never understand. They're literally, Reptar is literally hanging off the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> it's very calm. 
And one thing they haven't noticed. Oh no. Is that there is also a mechanism in Reptar's ass that has now <laughs> been exposed. That is a rocket. Hey, Stu, why would Stu. you? <laughs> Stu, um, Stu, this is Kira Watanabe from Euro Reptar. Why, why did you not mention the rocket you put in the... What if that had taken off in the theater? I know. What if that had taken off? Everyone... I know. Everyone would be so dead. How these children aren't dead, I don't know. We're now on a bridge on the Seine, right? Yeah. The famous Seine River, just outside Notre Dame. And this is where Chucky has had it. And he puts Jean-Claude in the Seine. It's amazing. They literally grabs Robo Snail by one of his tentacle eyes. <laughs> yeah. Tentacle eyes. Listen to me. <laughs> one of his snail eyes stretches it out and lets it snap back. And that sends the robot spinning and into the river. Out of my way, slump face. French equivalent of the National Guard. That's I, what I, I want to know. Stop! It's in name of cops! <laughs> also, the sky is getting darker and darker as this is all happening. I know, it's very like, ominous. Like, there's some epic battle about to happen, and they. I just, I imagine if this was real life. I know. Remember that time? Those two <laughs> colossal robots fought on the bridge to Notre Dame? <laughs> it's great. I do love that one of the Robo Snail's eyes snaps out and gets stuck in Reptar's butt. It is very funny. <laughs> And oh my god, I had for completely forgotten how they got out of this robot. Because here's the thing. One of Stu's trademark design flaws is the fact that he uses paper clips and rubber bands to hold everything together. So one of those control panels pops off inside of the hull. And it's only Phil and Lil. Look what I found. like hydraulically pops off of the whole body when they pull those rubber bands and like it goes rolling right up to the front of Notre Dame. Those children should be dead. How have they not been maimed? How have they not been maimed this whole fucking time? And I love this shot of little Chucky going up to the church doors and oh he's real nervous mm -hmm. he's so scared but he knows that if he doesn't do something this is going to be his life from now on right oh yeah because the door the door knockers on Notre Dame are just magically dragons now <laughs> like they were on the like they were on the volcano they're just scary okay also we have neglected to mention the way that they have had time bought for them this whole time oh, is God. through Chaz Finster himself who wrote a vow list that goes onto the floor and down the aisle. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love Chaz. He really wants this to work. I know. But he's so annoying. He is. But his annoyance has saved the day. It has. And I don't think we've talked about this yet, but it is worth noting that even though we hear the babies speak, none of the babies are actually talking yet, right? Yeah, no, none of them are intelligible to the adults. And so Chucky is the oldest, and, like, there's something about this moment, man, 
that just fires him up because the priest is up there doing like the final fine print, right? If anyone objects to this union, speak now or forever hold your peace. I got to be brave. I got to be brave. No! Chucky? He said his first word. He's talking. No! Oh my god. Oh, and he's crying and Chaz picks him up. Again, oh I was 8 years old, right? Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, one of them talked." That's like such a move in the canon of the series. <laughs> And Coco tries to grab at Chucky oh in my God. Chaz's arms. Chaz is finally wise, right? His kid does not like this lady. Well, no, they turn around and Jean-Claude, like a <laughs> drowned rat, half eaten to death by Spike. <laughs> he just comes wailing in the doors, blowing the whole lid off their whole scheme. He screams into the Notre Dame, <laughs> our kidnapping plot has failed. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This just all unravels so fast. Ignore that unemployed fool, Coco. The wedding is off. You are not the woman I thought you were. You're an idiot, Chaz. <laughs> she never was the woman you thought she was. It's and, been three days. And screw you for thinking she was. You decided to get married to this French stranger at the Notre Dame de Paris? Look at her. She's uh, a fucking peacock. I know, I know. She looks ridiculous. This is all about her. Coco, the wedding is off. You were not the woman I thought you were. Hey, lady. Looks like your plan to trick Mr. Yummy Sushi didn't work after all. Pretty flower girls should be seen, not her. I would like to hear what the little one has to say. Oh, oh Mr. Yummy Hoochie. <laughs> Mr. Yamahuchi is Mr. here. Mr. Yamaguchi is yes, here. Yes. And again, remember guys, he wanted a family person to replace him in this company. And not only is she not a family person, but she's being exposed as a liar and a fraud in front of the entire church. Because Angelica comes in with Kira and the babies, and she's like, well, looks like your plan didn't go off like you thought. And Yamaguchi's like, I'm sorry? <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. That cuckoo lady told her boss she had a kid's heart in a jar and she was going to marry Mr. Chucky's daddy just so she could be president. Listen, you traitor. Now, Miss Labouche, oh. you are dismissed. Dismissed? What? Dismissed. Dismiss this moment. <laughs> Dismiss. Could no one fires Coco Labouche? Coco Labouche fires. What does she say? Others fires. Fires others? Coco Labouche is your reptile. And then, like, she's trying to leave and she looks behind her. <laughs> and, and all the babies are standing on her trail. This was the biggest laugh that it got out of Gavin the whole time because it's so funny because it's like a language translation joke. Mm -hmm. She turns around to pull the gown out from underneath them. Off the gown, you filthy carpet mice. Mm -hmm. Rug rats. Yeah, carpet mice. <laughs> yeah. Off the gown! You will fall to carpet mice! Listen, lady, nobody messes with my dumb baby set mate! I see London, I see France, I see Coco's underpants. And then as one final jab, 
Angelica stamps on her train as she's storming out of the cathedral, <laughs> and it rips it all off her ass. It's so great. I see London. I see France. I see Coco's underpants. We'll take a picture, because this is the last time you'll see her. Oh! Her underpants! And there are paparazzi taking pictures of her ass the whole time. Oh my good grief! And like, oh my god, this is just wrapping up so conveniently, right? Yeah, I know. They're all standing there and like, Spike shows up with the little blue poodle. No one has any questions! Yeah. Not a single goddamn question. This is also the moment when Chaz and Kira realize they like each other because obviously she brought Wawa back to Chucky. Chucky. I have something that belongs to you. She's so sweet. And they also like bond over that stupid poem about parenting. Yeah. Oh, how my heart beats wild. Each time I hold my precious child. Wait, you know that poem? Oh, it is my favorite. And then, look at this. <laughs> you have, you have goosies! And then just like the, the shot coming, peeling out of Notre Dame. I have in all capital letters, we've learned nothing. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> back in America. <laughs> sometime later. Some back home sometime later. <laughs> is what the screen says. The timeline moves so slowly, it could not have been more than six months. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And Kira and Kimmy are now living in America with Chaz and Chucky. Yeah, Kira, Kira is marrying Chaz. They're cutting their cake. Oh, my God. And I also, I love that Kira is staying true to her culture. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, all of the women are in kimonos. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. And then we are reverse bob fathering. Oh, God. Chucky's the bob father now. <laughs> you got your mommy wish, so why do I get snot father? Angelica, you show him no respect. You can't talk to him like... Angelica, you come to me on the day of my daddy's wedding to ask me for Cynthia Chateau. All I'm saying is Chucky's Godfather impression is way better than Angelica's. <laughs> so what do I get, Snotfather? <laughs> Angelica. You show him respect. Kimmy's is number two. Yeah, she's his consigliere. I can't get over it. Asking me for Cynthia's chateaus and magic ponies and stuff that I can never get. <laughs> when Susie comes in, is like, guys, cake, yay! And they all run out of the room. Cake! Game over. <laughs> and, like, Chucky's got his Wawa. And Kimmy's like, do you ever miss her? Sometimes, but then I remember that she's up there watching me from heaven. I guess I'm lucky. I got two mommies to look after me now. I'm gonna sob. I'm gonna absolutely come apart. I get sad sometimes, but I remember she's watching me in heaven. Oh, okay. Chucky. That damn song starts again. Chucky. Would you like to dance with your new mommy? Oh, oh it's and Kimmy's got a new daddy. It Ross. Stop it, Carrie. <laughs> You're not alone. The one you love is there beside you. Sing it, Sinead. <laughs> I can't stand it. Everybody's so happy. Jackie, would you like to dance with your new mommy? 
god. And it ends in a cake fight, right? Oh, of course, because it's Rugrats. What do you, who do you babies think you are? Well, I'm Tommy, and this is Lil. She calls us dumb. <laughs> Give me that cake right now. And Dilly throws it full in her face. <laughs> well, Tommy, I guess this is how it's gonna be from now on. <laughs> want once in my life for a major life event to end in a food fight. I don't care if it's a funeral. Let's have some fun. <laughs> Ain't for me. Ain't, Ain't for me. me. <laughs> no. Ain't for me. Different movie. <laughs> no, but yeah, guys. We've learned nothing. <laughs> Jeff still married a woman that he'd known not that long at all. Yeah, but doesn't it work out though? I love that Kira and Kimmy become a part of the series after that. Yeah, that's the thing, guys. It's not like Scrappy Doo. Like, Kimmy was not just a gimmick. She came into this cast of characters and she just always belonged. And I love that, you know, it was never an issue. Like, it, there was no disruption there mm -hmm. in the tone or the chemistry of the characters. These are things that you can't really you know, intellectualize when you're a kid, but it feels right. Yeah. And that's the important part. And I mean, guys, I mean, we really just wanted to be in Paris, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did this for the Paris. Oh, remember our Paris trip? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to do a Patreon episode about the Paris about trip. About Europe. About the entirety of Europe. <laughs> about Europe. Europe was such a wild ride. It was a wild ride, wasn't it? Oh, my good grief. I missed the Eiffel Tower. Oh. We both missed the Eiffel Tower. When all the pigeons got on your head because the guy poured birdseed on the top of your Fucking head. Fucking asshole. <laughs> it was really funny. You looked so freaked out. The mime literally following us. <laughs> yes. The stalker mime. To the tourist trap that was Notre Dame de Paris. Oh, my God. We went to the Louvre. That was fun. It was. Almost broke my teeth. Yeah, you did. Baguettes are hard. Yeah, they are. <laughs> like, harder than they should be. Like, able to bludgeon a man to death with hard. Uh, I like, and it, it's, I think it was because it was in a refrigerator. Yeah. Before I ate it. <laughs> it didn't help. Maybe it needed to sit for a while before I tore into it. The it, French are weird. It needed to soak. <laughs> in a nice Merlot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> we love Rugrats. We love we love accessing our inner child with you this month. So we're gonna keep we're gonna keep it going. Okay, Nick yeah. November is on the rise. We decided that we were gonna do two live action and two animation. And guys, I'm not thrilled. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Ross wore me down to a nub on this one. <sighs> Folks, next week. Oh man. <laughs> we will be covering. The 2003-2004 Nickelodeon adaptation of Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. I'm so angry. Starring Jim Carrey, Count Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I just, I'm going to have so many thoughts. It's better than you remember. Uh, I hope so. Actually, a more faithful adaptation of the books. No, I will not I, entertain this conversation. You can entertain it because it's true. No. Yes. I can't. And we're going to disagree about this and that's okay. Until then, guys, <laughs> you can go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And in the meantime. <laughs> 
The way you are like being Miss Velvet voice over there. No, the way you're becoming more combative and I'm becoming more calm, it's just proof that I won. Please also practice the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet. We want you to come here next week and do uh, Lemony Snicket's Serious Unfortunate <laughs> Events with us. Stop rubbing it in. Uh, we were not going to do it before just now, and I'm so glad we are. <laughs> And please don't forget, folks, to go check out the Patreon. If you sign up right now for just $5 a month, you're going to get like 30 plus pieces of content. If you've hit the top of the feed, it's the perfect time to go over and check it out. For just $5 a month, you're getting a guaranteed two posts per month. We do behind the scenes stuff. We're obviously doing long coverage. We did John Adams and The Haunting of Hill House. And it's just great fun over there. There's also some bonus outtakes over there. We've revived bonus outtakes for the Patreon. It's a great time, right, bud? There's never been a better time to give us your money. <laughs> More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry, sorry Mom. Mom.